Welcome to the For The Gram Podcast, a podcast on how to grow your social media and small business. Join us as we discuss how we've used Instagram to grow our small businesses and form a social community. Learn how we created partnerships with each other and formed relationships with brands. Whether you want to take your business or social media to the next level, or just looking for a fun and lighthearted podcast about the everyday, this is the For The Gram Podcast. I'm Vic from The Stump Shop, and joining me are Dom from M Inspired Living and Mark from Remarkable Woodworks. We hope you enjoy the episode and tune in next time to the For The Gram Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. It's a special episode. Not only do we have a guest host, we have a guest host that knows a lot about tonight's topic, which is working with brands on Instagram in 2022. We've got Rob from Ginger Woodworks. What up, Rob? What's up for the Graham fam? I'm glad to, uh, I'm yes, glad to be part of it. Super stoked. All Super right. stoked to have you on. Right, that's going to be awesome, man. And um, he's basically just replacing Mark. And this week, sadly, Mark is okay with us letting y'all know that he's been battling the vid, him and his whole family. So he's out um, and he'll be back as soon as he can. So in the meantime, Rob is a incredible um, guest. And you're not a guest, you're a guest co-host, okay? So that's a whole other level. You're You're one of the boys tonight, all right? Um, before we get into tonight's episode about working with brands, big shout out to the sponsor of this week's episode. Once again, it's DAP Canada. So thank you so much, DAP. DAP's Wood Pro Wood Filler uses a high quality latex base for a product that looks and acts like real wood. And you can use it to repair cracks, gouges, holes, and other surface defects on a variety of wood products from furnitures to doors and windows. It's easy to use, natural formula that cleans up with water. So check it out in your nearest big box store or learn more at dap.ca. And thank you once again, DAP. And I can tell you this week I did some floating shelves in my office and I used a lot of DAP for that. And that video will be coming out um, in the near future. So thank you once again, DAP. And Dom, you were mentioning something about the patrons earlier. What was that? Yeah, the group chat is, and you know what, we've said it a few times before, but that group chat is on fire. Like I, I yeah. honestly myself, and I'm pretty good at keeping up with messages and DMs and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I can't keep up. Like there's so much going on in there and I like it because there's a lot of good info. There's like everybody trades a lot of good information, but it's also a fun chat. It's, it's a friendly group. And it's like the, you know, they've formed their own little community. They almost don't even need us in there anymore. But it's true. I, I'm, I feel a little sad actually, yeah. and I'm, I'm needed less and less in this. Uh, I, in I this enjoy it, which is, and which I is think okay. it's, I enjoy it. I think it's one of the best parts of, of that patron group. And I mean, you know what? Anybody else that wants to become a patron, and you know, help support the podcast and and help us keep doing what we do every week, and have you know, special guests like Rob here come join us and give you know the knowledge that they have you know what go to patreon.com slash for the gram podcast check it out and uh and help us out if if you would like to if, that, if that's your thing if you're into right. that stuff but if you like chatting with people raw learning I, I just gotta say um it's been way too long since 
you, Dom, myself, Tom. Remember we were walking the Man, mall in Atlanta? Those are those are good <laughs> memories. Guys, I, I I talk about it a lot. You know, I think, you know, we were we were just uh making fools of ourselves going through that Atlanta mall, yeah. uh, looking for stuffed animal <laughs> souvenirs for our kids. Yeah. Uh overpriced. Yeah. Remember we found absolutely yeah. nothing. So oh, yeah. we all ended up uh, we all ended up buying really expensive stuffed animals at the airport, <laughs> I think. But, exactly. Uh, you know, I did. I'll I mean, tell you, Rob will forever be etched in my memory because he was there the first time I ever tried Chick-fil-A. That's oh, that's right. Me too. He was there. You never was, forget the first time you first try time. it. And he was there. It was, a, you know, we, we took it easy on you. I think you had some nuggets. You know, kids meal. <laughs> Some fillets. You, Aren't they fillets? With though. an apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little of, puzzle piece. Like, you know, think about it. It's funny because two years ago, we, we I remember sitting there, and speaking of Chick-fil-A, we probably sat there uh, at Chick-fil-A in, in, in Workbench Con of uh, 2020 talking about literally if for those uh, uh, for the Graham folks out there that don't know this, uh, the three of us live about 75 minutes away from each other. So we sat yeah. there having Chick-fil-A talking about, if you guys remember, getting together for chicken wings in Niagara Falls. Yeah. So, and it's yep. incredible to me to think that two weeks, you know, basically two weeks after we got back on our planes and headed yeah. back home. And now it's been two years and this is, yeah. you know, one of the few times that essentially that we've been able to connect like this. But uh, yeah. I think this summer we should do that. Yeah. Oh, 100. Actually, you know what? It's this just, summer, the, now that the world's getting back to normal, yeah. we're going to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. I can see it, man. It's a whole new light coming in the next few weeks. I know it's all different because we're in different countries, but we're, us up here, we're um we're seeing that light coming in the next few weeks. So 100%, we need to get together. Um, and you know what? Speaking another of which, thing, another thing that we we chatted a lot about sitting at that table there in the mall was working with brands. We, we talked a lot about that and yeah. it ties into basically what we're talking about tonight, what our topic is. Two years later though, and, and a lot has changed from 2020 to now to 2022. That's, that's true, you're a whole lot older. I am, I was already <laughs> old. I was already old in 2020, man. No, I think- I told, I already- I already warned Rob that once in a while Dom just gets up and wanders away. He's not, he kind of forgets what's going on, you know? So his age, he's admitted in the last episode, he's one category above in those checklists. You know? I, like no, whatever. I will be, I will be. Oh, you will be. I okay. will be. Come my next birthday, I move on to the next demographic. You guys oh, can't man. see this, but Vic actually got Dom one of those monkey backpacks and it's tied to his computer chair. <laughs> That's where I don't, keep my don't, notebooks. Don't tell people. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell people that Dom is actually sitting right beside me right now. <laughs> we should do that high five thing through Spinning the screen. In circles. <laughs> um, so you, the difference between workbench between for, for the three of us, the difference is that Rob, you were super lucky to be able to go this year um, versus Dom was just mentioning where we all hung out last was two years ago. A lot has obviously changed in the world um, in terms of working with brands. Give us a quick rundown in terms of back then, that was two years ago. I know you were, we were also working with brands back then, but now in 2022, give us a quick rundown of how Rob works with brands 
Um, you know, if you're comfortable, give us a number of how many roughly this and that. And then we'll just take it from there, man, because a lot's changed in two years, right? Yeah. I, so I, I think the biggest difference uh, in the last two years is um, I, I think our maker space is catching up to uh, what would be this is kind of a weird thought, but it's it's catching up to the mainstream kind of um, content creators and working with brands. Right. So when when you tell people what you do. Uh, instantly people think, oh, Kim Kardashian and The Rock, right? Like everybody yeah. <laughs> wants big muscles and uh, they want to work with that, you know, Under Armour, right? But the reality is, is that none of us on this, uh, you know, podcast tonight and many of us in our maker community, we're not working with Under Armour, right? Yeah. So I think one of the differences right. that, that's occurred is that, is that content creators, uh, th that it has exploded to the point where there's a, a tremendous amount of competition, right? So w guys, guys like ourselves who are old and we've been kind of in the space for a while, uh, not specifically, you know, the OGs like uh, uh, Brad from Fix This Bid, Build That or John Malecki, those guys have been doing it for a long time. And, but, but we're kind of that second generation. And so everybody and has watched what we've done and, and, and watches what we continue to do. And so everybody's out there in the space is just continually growing. And I think that's the biggest difference is, you know, I talked, I listened to your guys' podcast quite often at, while I'm working out. And uh, I, you guys talked about like a couple episodes ago about like, what's the new 10,000, right? You talked about like 10,000 being like the 100,000 being the new 10,000. Like when we were kind of coming up, you know, when you hit 10,000 and you got the swipe up and all that, now everybody has a swipe up or yeah. the links, you know? And, and so right. that, what that kind of like, I don't know there, I was like kind of mixed feelings about that when they did it, because I thought we busted our humps at some point five years ago to get there and get the swipe. Remember up. that? And yeah. yeah. And then, and then we're all sitting there going now I, I thought, Oh man, like I'm kind of bummed. Like, but then I'm happy for everybody because they got it. <laughs> And, and then it's not that it's not that it's not such a unique thing anymore to get that swipe up. Um, but the, so what you're trying to say is that nowadays, and I would have to agree with you when you when you're talking about, you know, there's basically a way bigger pool of people. It's almost like you're saying it's way more saturated now. So does that result in your chances of working with a brand being more or less? Because there's just so many more. Um, content creators for brands to pick from. So even approaching a brand, like how has that changed in two years? Because we've already talked about this before where, um, you know, I'll quickly give you my point of view is I still believe in this to this date, unless it's a brand that found you on social media, which happens all the time, you get the emails, this and that. But if it's a brand that you want to work with and you want to approach them, I still highly believe in, if it's something that you use already, tag them, like keep tagging them without them ever having sent you anything or you, without ever having paid you because you're not like Rob was saying, the rock or Kim Kardashian, like be a little bit humble, still tag yeah. this brand for a while. Now you've got a relationship developing. Now it might get to that point where you start working air quotes, working with a brand, right? I think it, it's like, any, you know what? It's like any other business. You need to pay your dues and you got to, you have to prove yourself first. You have to show your value. You can't, I don't think any brand's going to like it if you just, you know, send them a message never having spoken to them or, or, or 
talked about their products saying, Hey, I want to work with you. I want you to pay me this much. I want you to give me that. I've done it. And it's not, and for, it has not worked for me, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that would rarely work. I I think you have to like anything else. You got to show them what value you're going to bring to them. Right. And whether it's like you said, by, by starting to, to show the product and, you know, giving them a little bit of free content and tagging them and, letting them get familiar with you and and your brand and and your personality and what you can offer right i think that any brand would be much more receptive at that point i i yeah i mean i here i'll I'll add this i i think that the the relationship piece that you guys are speaking on is is so important i mean you think about this right like when you're in college right all three of us let's be honest we all married up our wives they're gorgeous right (laughs) and thanks to that our, our kids are gorgeous but, yeah. but here's the thing. In, the only way that that happened for us goofballs is that we built a relationship, <laughs> right? So if, 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 if I showed up in, in the this guy, this guy, show, this guy's Dr. Phil all of a sudden, how are you like, where did this guy come from? He's a genius. I know. <laughs> you ha- I think, I think I agree. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I think that you have to look at it like that type of relationship. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't just show up and say, you know what? Like, I'm going to marry this girl. It, yeah. She probably doesn't. She doesn't even see you. And in yeah. Dom's case, she's looking right over the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there, there's a lot to get a ladder. Yeah, <laughs> ladder to get her attention, right? So the reality is that I think for for most of us, um, we just have to start really thinking about the the concept of building a relationship with a human, because a lot of times I think you get stuck with the fact that. You know, we're so blessed in this era to have all the brands that you walk into a box store and all these brands that we see on the shelves, they're all here and they're all on Instagram. But you you forget that what's behind that message is a human. Yeah. And that human doesn't, you know, regardless of whoever the gatekeeper is for that account. So, you know, whatever brand you name brand X, Y, Z, right? Brand X, Y, Z, the, the gatekeeper, it might be an intern. It could be, you know, it doesn't matter, but that intern is never going to pass your information on if you're literally yeah. trying to get married on the first date. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's something that's really important. I, I actually think that, I mean, because we've mentioned this many times before where there's a person that's on the other end of the DMs, the emails, this and that. I think that's even more important now um, in 2022 because what I'm noticing more and more is this isn't anything new. I'm just noticing it more is that it is incredibly rare. And actually, it's good to have a third um, you know, person here that's that works with brands. I want to get your opinion on this after, Rob, but it's incredibly rare nowadays to get someone that runs the social media side for a company that even works at that company. You know what I mean? A lot. I know it happens still. Obviously, a couple of big companies do it, but a majority of the time you think you're messaging a company XYZ. That's just someone that's been paid to run their site that doesn't even know really much about your content, for example, in our niche woodworking. So that what Rob was talking about, building a relationship, you basically have to build a relationship with this person like they know nothing about you before you build up to saying, hey, check out this video. Now, here are my rates, right? That's going to kind of be a little, that's that's like Rob said, marrying up, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think what you have to understand uh, for those listening that, that are trying to break into working with brands, I think what you have to understand that there's there's reasoning behind that. So, you know, kind of rewind to what, what we've already talked about from two years ago. The reality is that when you're um, when you're working with with a, a brand and you're messaging a brand, the reason that that's happening is because this is where the advertising dollars are going. Yeah. You, you think about it, your account is essentially, you know, thousands of end users. So put it this way. If I'm watching the Super Bowl and or a big event, whatever it is in Canada, you guys watch this, right? Or you guys watch soccer. OK, so we'll t- we'll or hockey, <laughs> right? So Dawn does watching, anyways. You're watching all the, the old Italians. <laughs> The reality, so you're watching a big event on TV and those commercials cost millions of dollars, right? But neither, none of the three of us are buying a BMW. I don't care. I don't care if I won the lottery tomorrow. I'm not buying a BMW. I don't care. I'm a truck guy. You guys are truck guys. We're not (laughs) buying a BMW. I just don't care. There's nothing against BMW, but they've spent a bunch of money and only 5%, 1% of the people watching on that commercial care about a BMW. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's companies out there that that's their job to make sure that they are the, the, the in-between between a brand who is – their expertise is making products and selling products, okay? And so their expertise is not in marketing specifically, right? So now they've found this marketing company. Well, the marketing companies, their expertise is not in the tools. But then you come exactly. to us and like specifically – our expertise in it is in the building trades and the DIY is in, you know, building, you know, uh, bullet casing stumps, whatever it is. <laughs> the reality is, is that uh, don't even mention that, man. I'm going to get canceled. That's the most controversial piece I've ever built. Jesus. Go check that. It's going to have to be explicit and Mark's not even on here tonight. So That's right. th- this is this is the thing is that that the brands, oh, there's three, there's a three headed monster here that all has to collaborate. But as you said, you, there's some education of what you do. And why is it that you are the person that that marketing company that really knows very little about the tools and the trades in, in some cases? Because I'll tell you what, that's improving as well. So I, I don't want to say that this isn't the case because I have a lot of marketing companies that they, that's what they specialize in at this point. They have moved almost their entire office and their entire well into kind of the trades so i don't want to say but there are many marketing companies that their expertise is marketing so you have to you have to understand that the bottom line is you're talking to joe or pete or sally or jen and she's a human or he's a human on the other side and that is the the biggest thing that does not change is that you're talking to a human yeah yeah Yeah, so that's a brand that's that 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 that's um that you're planning to approach right like let's say you've been working with um brand black and yellow for however many years or brand green and now you're interested in approaching them so that's fine that's one way is when you know you tag them this and that eventually you build up that relationship that we were just stressing now what about you've been on and i'm not speaking about you rob or dom or myself i'm saying you to our listener because nowadays it goes anywhere from follower count to length of time on the platform there's different things people look at um so when i say you um 
what about a brand that comes to you? Because now you've been on the platform, you've developed a little bit of a following, you have a fan base or a following base. Now you start getting those brand messages and we've got them in the For The Gram chat or I've got them, I know, in my DMs. How do you deal with that? So now, Rob, you have a large enough following, a, a huge presence on social media. You've attended a lot of shows, I know. Um, you've worked with a lot of brands. So how do you answer those messages or what do you do with it? Do you still deal with it or do you have someone that does that for you? So I, I still deal with it um, mostly because, you know, as, as many of you guys, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with me, um, full time for 20, 20 plus years, 22 years, I've been a social worker. Right. So I, I nice. really enjoy the interaction um, with humans. Right. I like communicating as, as many of us who, who are doing this like that's It's kind of like a, a, a skill um, that you've probably acquired or you're really good at to begin with in, in this realm. Right. But as far as is somebody reaching out to me. I think one of the things, and, and, and I think I can say this without like kind of giving away like exactly the paragraph or the, the statement that I would make, um, because I, I no, no, I no, we, we want the exact paragraph. Otherwise well, we're editing you out of this whole episode. Never happened. I don't even know how to edit. Is, yeah, that's true. If this is all going on there. I've heard the podcast. <laughs> it is exactly. So, yeah. I, I think that it's funny because I could say whatever I say. And, and so let me I'm going to say this before I tell you what I'll say, <laughs> whatever, whatever I'm saying to a brand makes most sense for me and my following. It makes the most sense for my tenure, so to speak. Right. Yeah. My resume, because like, guy, you know, for for guys like us, we've been we have a we've built a resume. OK, so you've built uh, credibility within the ranks of um, the content creation in our realm of woodworking, DIY, construction, and trades, okay? So here's, here's what I would say, is just paraphrasing kind of somewhat what I'll tell Brent, is that um, based on, let, let's say, I, I heard you guys talking a little bit about this uh, a few episodes ago. Let's say an, uh, uh, I get an offer for, you know, some sort of um, product-related, like, trade-off, right? Um, at this point, I don't do, I don't do that. Um, and in there's there's a few reasons which we can kind of get into I think later down the road in the show, um, but for the sake of that answer, um, I will I will kind of say listen, uh, out of fairness to the brands that I work with, this is this is kind of my rate and this is how I operate, just to kind of put it out there. But as you said, that's that's that doesn't happen. It's it's kind of few and far between at this point. I think you, Vic, you had mentioned this a few episodes ago. That uh, you you once you hit a hundred thousand, like you stop you stopped getting a lot of the like, I'll send you a a, a pair of sneakers for you know for three right. posts and <laughs> yeah. sixteen reels and yeah so yeah. we don't I, I actually don't get did get one the other day <laughs> it yeah was hilarious. yeah so yeah. I think that we we don't get as many of, of those but they'll still come I think brands brands will still not kind of be in touch you know some will not be in touch with what's really kind of the market. So my so the basic premise is that I try to be as fair to every brand that I currently work with. So whether I'm working with three brands or I'm working with 20 brands, I, I want to make sure that whatever the value is on my feed, and that's product and comp, you know compensation, I want to make sure that I'm being fair to the brands I already currently work with. And so that is the basis of the beginning of the conversation. So for me, 
I'll be honest. I'm going to tell you guys an honest truth. I don't have a media kit. And I think, right, right. Everybody's head kind of swims when I say that. And, and the reason being is because I, I like to have a personal connection and a personal conversation with every brand. And I am, as, as many brands, if you were to talk to them, if they were to be on this podcast with us, they would tell you that I'm very fair and that I'm, and I'm fair across the board. Yeah. So I, I think the media kit thing is hard because, as, as you guys know, you know, things have kind of exploded. Things change. You, you get one reel or you get one TikTok and all of a sudden the value of your account just right. exploded. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm like pushing like 300,000 on, on TikTok, uh, you know, 15 year old kids that, that watch all of my stuff. And then some angry, <laughs> angry, angry older gentlemen that really want to just say mean things. Um, and so there's a lot of people, but you could post one post, get six million views 10 million views and then next thing you know you've got fifty thousand new friends yeah or not friends. yeah yeah we, we, those we've, people we've talked about that yeah those people so the media they, kit for me it doesn't make sense well, you know what let me ask you because i'm always interested in this how often have you ever really even been asked for a media kit like i'll tell you in all my time doing this now i think i've had maybe two times that a brand has asked me yeah. do you have a media kit because I think that in most cases, that media kit, you need it if you're the one reaching out, right? And, and you want to say, hey, this is kind of what I do. But if a brand's coming to you, they've already done their research and they already know who you are. And I think with open source info, like um, Instagram, your Facebook, yeah, everything they, that's public as a creator is your media yeah, kit. They um, already oh, know rate, you. They oh, rate card is different. If which, they're which if they're reaching out, they already know that they want to work with you. They they've done their research and they know your personality and they think it's going to be a fit for their brand. And then it's just a matter of negotiating, you know, what the deal is going to be. But like, yeah, I've I think I've been asked twice in, in all the time I've been doing it. You know, do you have a media kit? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think uh, I I would agree. I probably less than a handful of times. Yeah. But it's yeah. also grown. So, like, yeah. I hear from people. So, I, I have uh, a, a few, a, a, a kind of a, a smaller group of folks that I talk to on a regular basis, similar to your Patreon. In fact, I'm sure that some of them are in that same group with you guys, because uh, a actually a lot of people that I talk to are Canadians. Because, quite frankly, I'm practically <laughs> Canadian. So, yeah, basically, the, the thing the thing is, is that I I would say this, and and I would agree with them. If you're just starting out, so if you're listening. And you're just kind of starting out and you've just hit 10 or 15,000 followers. Maybe you're pushing 20, 25, 40. I don't know. But I think that if you did that because you had some posts and you've done some work that kind of exploded <clears throat> and you're not somebody who has been around in, in, the, in the kind of the community for a long time, I think having a media kit that talks a little bit about yourself, talks a little bit about what you do and talks a little bit about what your rates are, I think that would be a good decision. And I've heard that from other folks who are, I don't want to say newer on the scenes, but their, their account growth, they've, they've started to put extra efforts into growing their account and, and making this a business. And I think if you're, if you're newer to doing that, you probably gather a media kit. So to, just to say for, for guys like us, we've been doing this a long time. And I think we have the, you know, we have kind of the blessing of the fact that, 
people know who we are because we've been doing it for a while. So not to play devil's advocate or anything like that, uh, Dom, but I yeah. think that that's the clear difference. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Yeah. I th I think with a media kit, I think it's okay to um, to have one running. What I mean by running is it's just an open kind of document that you update with opportunities you've had, brands you've worked with, perhaps um, shows you've spoken at. I think that's fine because that's kind of like having a resume of what you've yeah. done and who you've worked with. That won't change per brand, right? If someone asks like, hey, who have you worked with? It's easy to send them your media kit. I did originally and was kind of put in my place by um, one specific brand and then a few other smaller ones that just never answered me used to attach my rates to my media kit. That I've come to realize this is, is not the way it should be done. And in fact, like Rob said, it's not even the same for every brand. So that's something that's hard to put on paper, what your rates are. Um, even when a brand asks you straight up, which we've gotten all in emails, what are your rates? Even that's not a simple answer. You're going to then have to counter with, well, what are the deliverables? How long will it take? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So um, just another thing we want to get out to people that are just maybe newer looking to work with brands, get excited. Don't get too excited that you sell yourself short. Um, just be fair to yourself while being fair to the community also, right? Don't go in there doing everything for free. Um, that's not fair to everyone else. And then don't go in their chart asking for a million dollars unless you're the rock and you're in Under Armour, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, you that's you know true. what? You need, you need to be aware of what your value is and that you're not either overcharging or undercharging. Again, like you said, the deliverables, like, are you agree? If you have a standard rate that you send everybody and now suddenly you're agreeing to do three posts, but each one of those posts can have up to 10 revisions. You know yeah. what? You, you, you might have just <laughs> fucked yourself if, yeah, if you agreed right. to that, right? right? And now you're spending six months working on those three posts because everything or, you send in, they don't like. Or my best right? is uh, it's just one post we're asking of you, but it's it's six or seven carousel photos. Yeah. So I'm like, she, that's actually six or seven posts basically, that's right? Because right. I still yeah. have to come up with all those photos, right? Unless right. I just go through and, and take take easier ones. But um, yeah, basically you guys want to hear a little bit about what Mark had to say about working with brands because when he's not here, we still ask for his input. But I told him, listen, we've got an actual expert here tonight, Rob. So just keep it short, right? So he just kind of threw out a couple things. But um, I, I do agree with this. He said, Try to negotiate as little exclusivity as possible. And for those that don't know what that means is a certain brand of let's just I'm wearing a hat right now. So we'll stick with hats. A, a, a hat brand wants you to work only with them exclusivity. So now keep in mind, think about when you're in a workshop, when you sign up for exclusivity, how hard that might make your future videos, your future builds and everything. If you're not allowed to show or work with any other brand in that, um, you know, whether it's a tool or I'm not allowed to wear any other hat except this white one or whatever. So keep that in mind when it comes to exclusivity. I completely agree with Mark. Also ask for as little revisions as possible. And it's funny because Dom just mentioned the, uh, the 10 revisions, right? Um, and then he just talked about payments, you know, get paid on time, ask for no more 30 days, which personally, then I'll say 
also keep in mind stuff you can enforce. If a brand is 10, 15 days late, really, unless you're ready to take legal action, what are you going to yeah, do about it? Do, but yeah. yes, but be firm, ask for certain dates, um, and then charge late fees if the payments can't be made, which I love Mark and all, but then I once again say, I love the idea. Just be sure you're able to enforce that and that you don't get called out on your bluff. I mean, it's nice to put it in there, but are you willing to lose a relationship over that? That's all I'm trying to, yeah. to say, and right? You but, know what? It, again, I don't want to tell people don't worry about that kind of stuff, but if it's a reputable brand, in, in most cases, you know, you're pretty reputable. Safe. If it's reputable. Reputable. For the, for the American folks, it's reputable. All right. Yes. Reputable, reputable, whatever. <laughs> this guy has to repeat his whole sentence. Go ahead. If it's a reputable There'll be a brand. translation. We're, there's going to be a written translation for Most, you folks on, on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'll, Most I'll likely. Yeah. What did you even say? Reputable? I don't even remember now. Reputable, maybe? I don't know. It was that silly. Anyways. Anyway, if it's a well-known brand. Yes. In most cases, you're not going to have to worry about that that no. kind of stuff. You you know they they may be a couple weeks late, but you're you're going to get paid, right? Like if you're working with you know a brand that you've never heard of that wants to send you a tool you've never heard of, then yeah, I'd be then a get, little bit more then get paid first. Yeah, <laughs> or I, I'd the, be a little yeah. bit more concerned. But I did uh, one of Mark's points there about exclusivity, it, and uh, you brought up about you know it being difficult working, but. My bigger problem with exclusivity is when they're one-off deals, right? Like it's a one-off, you know, post or one-off reel that you need to make. And this brand is asking you for whatever, three months or six months exclusivity. That's where I have a bigger problem with it. When it's a long-term, and I mean, we both have these kind of deals and I'm sure Rob does as well. If it's a longer-term contract i don't have so much of a problem with exclusivity right i'll 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 make it work but where a brand's coming to me and it's a one-off i i do you know one post for them and then i they want me to be not be able to post with any competitors for the next six months that no, i have a ridiculous problem. Yeah. that i will always try to cut yeah. down either remove completely or cut down to, you know, something more reasonable, a couple of weeks or something, right? Yeah, at the most. So I, I, I'll agree with you. I'll tell one of the things for the most part, what I will do is kind of talk about a 48 hour rule. So in other words, the, the next post that I make is definitely not like another hat post. Yeah. So we all have to wear clothes in our feet or else, you know, we'll get tagged. Right. And I, you know, we're in the north. And we go in the dark most of the year, so nobody wants a shirtless. <laughs> you know, Stephen can get away with it in Texas, but we can't. Yeah. Right. So the the reality is this: is that you know whether it's a shirt company or a um, you know a, a boot company or um, you know a hat company, the the reality is is that that you you can't really offer that type of exclusivity in many cases. The other aspect too is you got to remember is that um, you know we are doing a lot of projects uh you're doing a lot of things and you could you know you could be uh for for myself i speak for myself uh, i guess on this matter is 
I could be, you know, putting in tile one day and then doing drywall the next and then building a desk the, 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 the yeah. following day, right? That's literally my life. And so <laughs> with, with that being said, like, you know, depending on um, what type of product you're using, there may be, um, you know, it gets complicated if you're, if you're not putting in things like 48-hour windows because you might have a saw blade that you use that you specifically like for construction, but you might have another one that you like better when you're using your table saw and fine yeah. furniture. Mm, yeah, so you really, point. you have to really kind of guard against that type of language. Um, but let me add this caveat is again, that is as you are building your reputation, you have more of the ability to kind of put that in there and discuss that. So right off the bat, right? So for, for many folks that are listening to this that might be kind of just starting out, um, I don't want to give that kind of impression that you could go kind of guns blazing with all of these demands. I, that's not really, again, go back to the original beginning of this podcast where you have to build this relationship. That relationship has to be fostered throughout this entirety of your social media content creation. So you, you have to kind of build... And you, you have to build that relationship when you're when you're doing a contract and it's another contract for, say, a campaign. Right. So we could get into that. So yeah. you could have contracts with a brand that that might be six months, 12 months. It might just be one little campaign because they've got a seasonal sale on, on a product that they make that they they want you to wear a specific pair of boots or they want you to wear a specific or, you know, a specific hat. Right. I'm not going to wear a winter hat in the middle of the summer. Yeah. So right. these these kind of things all have to be taken into account on both sides, yours and theirs. So just just remember all that. Yeah, the the the, the one thing I want to get out to our, our listeners because and I and I love the fact that some of most of our listeners, I guess, or some of them anyways, are just starting out, which is why they're listening to this podcast. What we mean by um, a one-off versus a, a contract is, for example, myself, I know Dom, and I don't know specifics about Rob, but I know he's probably doing it too. In terms of year-long contracts, we have a few where it's like, okay, you shall post once every three months. Um, other than that, you have to do 30 stories a year, and then you get paid every quarterly or whatever. That's you're in that you're in with that company for a year, and those I enjoy because those are the ones you formed a relationship with. They will send you stuff to he help make exclusivity easier. Um, but then there's the one-offs, which I do. I also do. I'm not saying anything against them. They're a bit more challenging, where they're like, okay, we want one post from you six photos and then that's it like you you kind of feel like okay i'll get it out there but then you're also trying to incorporate it into your stories or you try to keep using it on your own so that you don't seem kind of like what well, you know i just showed all my followers this x product but they've never seen me use it and now they won't ever see me use it again so you're almost I know I've done it where you almost end up giving some free content yeah. over the next few weeks so that you don't seem like like you're a sellout. So those are still awesome because one-offs are filling in the blanks between, you know, big deals, whatever, but that's the difference. So if you work with a one-off, try to turn that into a, you know, a three, four month thing. Next thing you know, it's a year long thing. But um, having said that, the way I do it, I limit my year co commitments to currently three um, because that is 
it keeps me busy, but also doesn't burn me out. And then I fill in the blanks with those um, one-offs. That's just my way of approaching it to balance a full-time job, the stump shop, burning out, the podcast, and all of that. So um, I don't know how you guys view that. How much do you take on before it's too much? So let me uh, – I've got a mix, right? So I've, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, and and I think the three of us, uh, you know, we talked a little bit a couple of years ago. We talk here and there, you know, about uh, various brands and, and contracts and stuff. Uh, you know, not not too specific, you know, because again, I I think that's you know that that is unique to your scenario at that moment at that day, right? So when the three of us talk about this stuff like privately, uh, without giving anything away, it's really just uh, a lot of times it might be literally me saying to Vic like. Hey Vic, am I crazy if I if I if I do this? Hey Don, right. am, you know, am I nuts to to agree to to this type of contract? So, but to answer the question, I I think that I have a nice balance because the reality is is that you have you have to remember like if you're getting a year long contract, you may be getting paid you know quarterly, you may be getting paid every six months, you might be getting paid for the year, so you might have right. like kind of that that brand contract might be paid up front and so you know uh, you have to budget you have to budget for the year because content costs money to create you know there's expenses when it comes to to content so then you know kind of balancing it out and looking at kind of month-to-month contracts where i have kind of more of a steady income and then the third one is like the campaigns where you know quite frankly um you never know you know that's the only kind of downfall of the campaigns as you guys know is that sometimes like you just wake up in the morning and you have you have three emails from three different brands and they want you to do this you know these campaigns right and so (laughs) that's great but here's a here's kind of a pro tip because i was listening to you talk and i i thought i wanted to say this right for folks out there if you're working and building a relationship where you're working for 12 months um versus let's, let's say somebody says uh hey we want you to do this campaign my my rate um, is more is is a hundred percent of the time. My rate for somebody coming to me with a campaign, my rates like say per post. If we break if we break it down to per post, okay, right. my rate for a campaign is always going to be higher. So that's kind yeah, of yeah, way thing, higher, right? Because you know because there are there are those exceptions like Vic talked about where you feel like. You know, because honestly, you know, you guys are good dudes. Like, I'm not blowing smoke to everybody knows that listens to this. Like, I'm a good dude. You know, uh, you guys are good dudes. Like, I don't ever want to feel like you. It's a post and ghost, right? So yeah. you you post this one product, or you put, and then mm-hmm. then you never see it again for me. Like, if if somebody sent me something and I'm willing to agree to a campaign, I, it's something that that I would use. And yeah. that, and that's what people um, have to understand is like there's so many things that we all turn down like on a daily basis, in, yeah. in large part because yeah. it's not something that we would use. So if it's a campaign and it's going to be the extra work and you know who you are personally and you know that that's going to end up in your feed for the next three months, four months, and that you're going to regularly give basically free content, that's why that all factors into campaigns being more money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hey, that's, speaking that's of a good point. 
Speaking of turning down deals, Rob reminded me of something. I got so ex- – do you guys know what – I know Dom's going to know, but Rob, I don't know if you know Aldo. Is that an American company too, like the shoe company? They're, it's yeah, a Canadian company, company, but I, they're in, have, they're in the U.S. Yeah, okay, so if you guys have heard of Aldo, I got an email that said – you know, Probably most people listening who are under 30 years old don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's so basically, right. it's, a sh- <laughs> it's a shoe company. <laughs> or actually, I haven't bought shoes guys. there in a long time. And yeah, but it would it would still be a cool brand to work with because fuck, I wear shoes. I, I I actually own all those shoes. It's a good so I reason to want to work with them because you wear <laughs> shoes. He has two feet, right? The in the indestructible all those. No, but listen. So I got all excited, and then I opened up the email, and um, I asked Rob earlier if he still does it recently for the last i mean several months now when if i get an email i forward it to um her name's claire my i don't i don't really like to give titles but she's my basically brand manager helps me out a lot um so i would have i sent that email and i didn't realize it was like aldo and then there's a couple other letters after like making it some indian company so i was oh, like oh <laughs> so it wasn't even <laughs> It's actually dog food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the end, I just kind of, um, um, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with that. But Claire that's said, one dude, where you don't even have a fish, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Or you, you're a perfect match for the leather bike jackets. I'm like, <laughs> I am. What the fuck? You know. Um, you know, that was I, awesome, man. Yeah, a lot of good knowledge there. So I, I have one question actually for well, for both of you guys. I kind of know I think what Vic's opinion is, but I, I want to hear from Rob. How do you feel about granting licenses to brands? Like I know I've talked to a few people that do not like it. Like, you know, most brands in their contract will ask for usually a forever license that they can use that piece of content that you create for them for forever for whatever they want to use it for how do you feel about that so i would say this i i think that again it it comes back to the earlier discussion on like what's the relationship with the brand um you know have i been working with them for four years and they've they've re-upped me every year and uh you know there's a long-standing relationship or in some cases uh, like I, I just got an email today from a brand that I've worked with for about four years. I don't work with them like um, every all all year, but they have signed me up every single year when they do a couple campaigns. So right. I, it's been a very lucrative uh, deal with them, both in product and in in financially. Uh, but they they all often will ask for that. Yeah. They'll ask for the license to use it, and I'll see stuff that I created four or five years ago, and they'll they'll use it right. like today, right? Yeah. Watch something. Well, you know, because our, my phone is listening, or your phone's listening, that brand is listening, yeah. um, and so they're oh, yeah. going to use something tomorrow, right? Yeah, uh, we're all so going to get anyway, fed so, that brand. Oh, 100 percent. You're all, I, and I didn't <laughs> even say the word, but like it's yeah. already. And we don't even, our, yeah. My brain is already in, into my into my phone, right? So the, the, that answer is tough because it's again this this comes back even to the media kit discussion. Uh, everything is so unique in my opinion. The discussions have to be based on that relationship. So again, comes back to the original conversation tonight. The, the, everything should be relational and it should be based on you know is that a brand that you've been working with for four years and so you're comfortable saying yeah go ahead. 
Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Any of our content's being used for woodworking T-shirt, you know, yeah. pages all the time, right? 100%, you, any one yeah. of us throws, you know, yeah. three, four times a month. One of us, you know, will hit, you know, via viral video, and then every one of those T-shirt companies shares their stuff for free. And then I comment and I say, hey, listen, you guys never asked me, and it's really not to sell T-shirts. Yeah. If it's a right. brand, I don't care and never say anything because especially if it's one that I'm working with. Oh, but, yeah, you know, sure. the, the yeah. reality is if you're they usually ask sure, too, right? Yeah, right. They'll say they'll ask me. Like and they, reputable. And that's part of the discussion. Yeah. But but that's really what bothers me more than anything is the is the 400 million subscriber yeah. T-shirt company that's using my video to sell T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my this the the bullet stump that you mentioned is because it just hit a million views, which for a real for me that's still that's still viral. Um, so now that's what's happening, right? All these, it's being reposted by all these people, and then it's gathering. And some of them actually tag me, which means every time someone makes a hateful comment on those, it then shows up in my feed because you know yeah. mentioned you in a in a tag in a post that you were tagged in, and people just. I mean, get it. I understand a lot of people love that stump. I get it. Usually the people that love stuff aren't the ones that comment, right? It's going to be the yeah, people that exactly. hate it. So, and I'm totally fine with it. I engage with them. I build the the momentum and, and that's what I keep telling people. And in the end, my newest tactic with dealing with trolls is after you've squeezed some juice out of them, after you've gotten a good six, seven comments out of them, you just tell them straight up, listen, dude, like this entire time you've been troll baited. Thanks for playing along with the little fish hook. And then they, they never answer after that, right? I'm like, I don't even yeah. care what we talked about, dude. I just wanted six to seven comments out of you. And that's my tactic now for getting rid of them. But anyways, um, lots of good info there. Thank you very much, Rob, for joining us. Why don't we hop into tonight's? Mark's not here. No? Rob, sh Rob should no, sing no, it. No, Rob is going to sing it. Rob, you're going to sing the mailbag song. Do you know how it goes? No, I don't. But I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll... Uh... <laughs> He'll improvise. Nothing. Yeah, no, I don't blame you, man. It's uh, do something. We always get Mark to sing the mailbag intro song, but it looks That's like it's gonna come it's down to Dom. So, I did yeah, exactly. last time. Last time you thought my rendition was too, too hot for right. for radio. It, it was yeah, it's <laughs> too hot for TV. Well, um, you you I... swore in yours and then said, well, you had to make up for Mark, so. Yeah, like, should I beatbox? That that would be a four no, the gram. First. Please, please don't. No, okay. So listen, why don't we just hop into tonight's mailbag without singing the mailbag song? Um, it's like a twelve-year-old boy singing that. Oh my, Justin Bieber over here, circa nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Oh man, you know what's funny? Nineteen ninety-seven was so long ago but forever that seemed like it was just like the other day you know what i mean like if someone says 99 now you're just like oh yeah just a couple years fuck we're oh, so 19 2001 can drink <laughs> oh my god that's right if you were born during 9 11 you can now drink jesus um rob actually you know what i appreciate is as soon as we uh ask you to hop on board for the podcast you were all over your stories asking for questions which is awesome um did you get any good ones you want to share or ask us or i did ask i got each so other I'm, I'm gonna start this i got a silly one but i'm gonna i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna let you guys answer it and then i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up because i have a question that follows up to this so okay. the first one of the one of the good ones so let me let me say this also i told these guys before the show 
is that I got a lot of show, I got a lot of questions on, um, on, on working with brands. So uh, right off the bat, like if you ask those questions, all of that stuff now that we've done the show and we've talked, it all was answered. Okay. Okay. So perfect. I, I'm That's not good. Igno- yeah. So I just want to say that because I'm not ignoring those questions, um, but I'll pick three that were not or two that were not. So the first one came from Juan, our buddy Juan there in Texas, the Madera, Texas. Yeah. So yeah. he said, what Texan do you want to hang out with and why is it Juan? <laughs> This guy's gonna make me fight between him yeah, and Steven. Eh? Like I'm gonna have not, to. That's not fight, a fair eh? question. <laughs> I can't. Steven's uh, listening, so. That's right. No, I um, I I'd have to say, um, Chuck Norris is he from Texas? I don't know. Probably Texas Walker Ranger. He probably. That's is, right. Right. There yeah, you go. Go with that. That's, that's my answer. answer. Yeah. I can only hang out with Buffalonians. Is that what is that what you guys are called from <laughs> Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? I just made it up. Is that yeah, that's actually what that is the funniest word I've ever heard. I'll have to use that in the next couple of days. Yeah, I love it. So, so here's my follow-up to that question, right? Buffalo. So you did you buy your truck at Fusillo Ford? That's like two seconds from my house. I is drive it? past it all the time. It is. Those ads, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah, hurt in a guy, car well, called died. William Matar. <laughs> he died last year. He died? Yeah, he died last year. Yeah. Really? He big, yeah, he was morbid. a big dude. Yeah, he was a big dude. Yeah. yeah. So Are we talking about is, is... Solo? Yeah, yeah, not Don. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> right. the follow-up question here is, who, be honest here, and this, you know, this is, sorry, Stephen, if this offends you, who were you guys most excited to meet? At WorkbenchCon, the first year you went. The first year we went? Yeah, the like first when... year you went. Oh, man. It... Um, it would have to be Dom, but in a different state. Like, I was very excited to meet Dom in, in America. Atlanta. An American country. Dom, yeah. In, yeah. I don't know. That's, no, that's uh... a hard question. I don't know. Who was I most excited to meet? Other than Rob, no. Well, well Rob, Rob wasn't there that year. That wasn't there. Oh, I think, he that, wasn't there I think that that's year. why he asked it that way because he can't be hurt by us yeah, not yeah. choosing him. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to cry for the rest of the episode. Actually, you know what's funny? This is a true story, and I know like there are a lot of, and this isn't me trying to be funny or anything, but you asked us a question from Juan, which led us to talking about Stephen because he's from Texas, and then. For me, in my mind, because that first year we went was the most incredible first stop at Jeremy's house. Remember that? Um, so we saw Jericho. Um, it, who else was there from um, from yeah, Ireland? Matt, was, Matt, Matthew, 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 Matthew was there. Matthew, yeah. who's, who, who's a Tender super athlete. Care, yeah. now. You guys, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. That guy's going to be in the Olympics next year, but yeah. he was there. Um, that was a fun group to meet, man. I was excited yeah, that about was that. A fun group. Actually, you know what? Now that now that I've been thinking about it, you know who I was very excited to meet just because we had a relationship. He was kind of like one of the first guys that I got to know through Instagram uh, was Mike, Mad Raven. Uh, I'm okay, sure, Rob, yeah. you remember Mad they, He was one of the first guys I got yeah. to know and, and kind of became buddies with. So, yeah, I, I was excited to actually meet him in person. Yeah, that's cool. So here, yeah. here's my point of that question, though, is, and this is not pubbing 
workbench con. But I think one thing that should be mentioned uh, is if, if you get the opportunity to go to something like this, whether it's workbench con or maker meetups, um, yeah. my point is, is that we, we all, all three of us can answer that question a thousand times over because there's many reasons why we would say, Hey, like, like for me, it's, it's Jeremy, right? So Jeremy is one of my, my oldest and, and, and dearest friends on Instagram. Um, and I just saw him again when I was in Atlanta. Like I, I you know, he's a guy that I make time for if yeah. I'm in the region, right? Like he's just good people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's like a wizard, wife, right? I've gotten to know his wife. We had dinner. His daughter came out this time. And, and so I got to know her, um, who you guys might've met when you're at the house. But point being is if you guys get an opportunity to go to workbench con, um, or to go to a maker meetup, like I, I would tell you this go, right. Yeah. Don't, don't sit on the fence and, and waver and say, you know, like, uh, there's this regional thing and there's like 15 people, like, don't be nervous. Everybody's nervous. Yeah. Just go. And, and meet the makers because that's where you're going to learn so much and you really and you really you recognize how awesome this community is so go ahead that, it, can that, I, that's my pick uh, a phone with you live here on this episode rob and i did address fine. it with you in dms but i need to get this out on live dom i mean never never mind the the terrible pandemic and the fact that we weren't allowed to fly but dom told me a while ago he's not going to be able to go this year which is totally fine i and then I was thinking, I'm like, well, fuck, now I'd have to make missions alone and all that. And then I was thinking of my my Buffalonian brothers, and then me and you talked, and I, I thought you weren't going. So then I just kind of and, – and I'm not saying it's because of you I fully canceled, but at that point I stopped trying to make it work. We're telling the, and then this telling guy's, the world that you and, didn't come because I, I told you no. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he, he said he's not going, so I canceled everything. And then <laughs> next thing you know, this guy's sending me pictures of him and – Jeremy hugging it out and I was crying for a couple nights. I actually yeah. canceled Instagram. <laughs> I, no, I but we said that, that that couple days when you deactivated <laughs> your account and I I was stuck really sad because I was looking for you. Um, I know. That that was the yeah, most I mean, uh, it, people messaged a lot that weekend. No one did. Yeah, not one I mean, person. This, <laughs> it was a hard call so just just uh you know with um a lot going on this year for travel. Um, you know, I've got oh, it was that, ridiculous, yeah, not, not, I'm not trying to pub this on your show, but like we've, we've got the TV show, um, <laughs> coming up. And so I've no pump three, it. What's its name? What's its yeah. name? And where do people find it? So we it just got a, it just got a name. So we had a name and now it just got a name. So it's going to be called renovation hunters. So outdoor network bought it. And so we will oh, be wow. filming at three locations. So last year, if you guys recall, we filmed, uh, once in Missouri. So those episodes, that'll be broken up on our host, Hal's um, hunting show in the fall. So we'll, we'll be live on his show. It's already on Outdoor Network. And then everything we film this year will be uh, its own, you know, first season uh, of Renovation Hunters. So that's with, uh, you know, we've got uh, Rachel uh, for Desert Woodworks, uh, Adam Lazy Guy, as everybody, everybody knows Adam. Um, and then we've got Dane from Remodeler's Life, myself all coming back, um, Sarah from Tool Girls Garage. She's got a lot going on, so I, I think she's uh, she's not coming back. Um, she's from Texas too, I think, isn't she? She's from Texas as well. That's and right. So then we've got um, we have we have some new folks joining the team, but I'm not. I'm going to sit back and just take the plead the fifth on this one right now because I'm not sure if we're allowed to kind of tell people what's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on and, no, fair and all that. So, 
so I'll just tell you that, that uh, you know, it's Rachel, Dane, and Adam and myself coming back, um, as well as the whole so, the whole crew. So it's fun. So, so you know, basically, tell to, us you're a movie star without telling us you're a movie star is what yeah, you're trying I mean, to say here. Team, it's a team <laughs> effort, right? Like, so I <laughs> I played team sports my whole life, and so um, Instagram is obviously in many facets can be very lonely. Uh, social media because yeah we're all buddies and we talk pretty regularly and we love to hang out when we when we are together um but it can sometimes be a little lonely and so this tv situation has allowed for us to kind of uh do something together which has been great um but but the point being is that to go back you know not to uh, to to escape you know your sadness or anything like that the reason i wasn't sure was because we do have, uh, we've got a lot of travel coming up in the next four or five months uh, for the show. And so, you know, as, as we all know, like our spouses uh, who we already identified as having married up uh, and our kids, you know, are upset when we're not there um, because generally speaking, I guess we're kind of likable. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I, I felt as a dad and a husband, I, I felt like I wasn't sure if I should do that trip yet. Um, and so ultimately it got to the end. I was just playing, man. Board. Just, you know, no, I know. I'm, I'm it's just fine. saying like, it, it's cool. It, 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 it comes <laughs> this guy just gave me a 25 minute explanation as to why Canada wouldn't bad. let me fly you know, anywhere. When you messaged me, I felt <laughs> bad about that. Yeah. No, you know who I feel bad for is once not to bring it back to our patron group chat, but Dom, who is it that was, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to talk about it. It's just, to, let's just, um, to reiterate traveling is a nightmare yeah. was a nightmare at the time for canadians yeah right um, yes in, in 2023 right it's going to be 2023 no 20 yeah 2023, 2023. dom yes. and i and uh, hopefully mark will see but the dom and i will be there yeah we're 98 percent yeah 98.2 yeah. Me, me. meeting I, in buffalo <laughs> and we'll go together yeah we should do that, actually. Yeah, we should do it with our yeah. Buffalonian friends. We should. Do so, you got it. any other questions, man? Yeah. So, one quick question though is, uh, and I'll, I'll ask you guys this one. So, this one came uh, from a, from uh, Tim at Lock City Woodworks. Um, he asked, uh, "How do you avoid creative ruts and keeping it fresh?" Oh man, you know what's funny? Can I quickly answer this because I just did it. I mean, even if I went through my phone book and showed you guys, or sorry, even if I went through my photo albums and showed you guys, it doesn't matter because our listeners can't see this. But just about an hour before we started recording, I went out to my garage, and for me, I'm 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 the stump shop. I work a lot with stumps, and that those those content, um, those pieces of content for me do well. So I went out there and I was standing there for about three, four minutes. I'm not going to exaggerate and say an hour, but I took a picture of my wood rack and then I just kept it in my phone. So what I do with that is I go inside and I literally open it up sometimes and I zoom in on certain pieces. When I'm in a creative rut, which I am in now, especially because of March break, the kids are home, which is a whole other level of fun and enjoyment. I love it. But when it takes away from your um, content creation, it then puts you in a rut on that side of life. I just look at these photos and I start thinking the next minute I get in the shop, you know, I zoom in on a certain piece. This is what I'm doing with this piece. And, and I start thinking of the video I'm going to make. So Tim, just to quickly answer your question, sometimes just visualizing for me helps. Um, and then planning ahead. That's um, probably 
the only thing you can really do in in for me that's how i i deal with it yeah i like it yeah i'll i'll usually just like i'll put whatever i'm working on aside and i usually have a list of, of sort of projects that i would like to do when i have time or you know creative ideas that i've had and i'll just start working on something like that even if it's for a day or two and just to to get the creativity going again, right? Because it's, especially with a lot of the kind of stuff I do, it becomes monotonous too. So it's it's easy to get into a rut, especially when you're trying to create content around that stuff that, you know, yeah. sometimes you get to those points where you say like, I've created every bit of content <laughs> I could ever create from this particular build, yeah. right? But sometimes just putting your brain on, on focusing on something else is, it helps, right? What do you do, Rob? Anything special? Because we all get in the ruts, man. There's no denying that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously for us, you know, we're, we're in, it's kind of cold here, you know, it's what seems like <laughs> yeah. half the year. So um, I think what I've found over the last few years that helps, uh, especially when you're in a, in a region that's four seasons is to kind of plan your, your content and your projects kind of around what you can do um, based in that season, right? So, for instance, you know, a, a big uh, table glue up is a is a royal pain in the butt for me uh, because I've got to I've got to you know get everything ready, then I've got to glue it up, or I've got to carry everything down in the basement at yeah. my house, yeah. take up <laughs> yeah. more space. Which you know, again, my loving wife has given me the the, the garage as my entire shop, right? So now I'm taking up more space in the basement. Um, and so I, I guess the answer would be is that I just try to keep a list of projects always running. And so when my wife says something or my brother-in-law or sister-in-law or my father-in-law, when someone around me brings something up, I always take note. And so nice. when it's when when I'm getting kind of, you know, bored or in a rut, um, I that's where I kind of go to. And I start having that conversation with those around me and I say, hey, listen what do you think about getting on this project that you talked about? Or yeah. what do you think about doing this? Because, you know, quite frankly, a lot of it comes from that. It comes from me trying to avoid that rut. Nice. That's awesome. And yeah, that's, that's a couple of good tips for getting out of rut and not to, um, I mean, you know what? I am going to plug it since you're actually listening to the fourth of grand podcast, go back and listen to a couple of our earlier episodes where we talk about literally getting out of ruts and um, what, what do we call them? Dom getting, um, out of the funk or whatever the specific something word like was, but that. I think we had something. one about being in, yeah, a slump. Slumps, that's the word. So yeah. we've had a couple of good episodes on where we just talked slump. about slump stumps. But um, Chris from Cowdog um, Craftworks asked, and this oh, is nice. this is actually you know what Rob's here who was at Workbench, but Chris, um, I've noticed a lot in his content recently has changed to like fine, almost fine woodmanship with like you know, yeah. the Japanese saws and all that. And he's, he's crushing it there. He's doing a good job. But, um, so he asked, does it feel any taught at, at workbench from, from what he I did, saw in yeah. stories, which yep. is, which is awesome. I don't know the name of that saw. He did but a, he did a timber framing class. Framing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. I saw the videos that looked cool. So Chris asks, does it feel like IG woodworkers are more interested in follows than getting better at the craft, which coming 100 percent i think right <laughs> well For not 100 sure. yeah. there, there is people that that still want to get better but i think 
social media is a slippery slope. And if you don't keep yourself focused on what it is that you want to achieve, it becomes very easy to just get into that. How many likes am I getting and how many followers did I gain today? And yeah, you know what, if you want to do, you know, work with brands and that sort of stuff, that stuff is, is important, but it's not everything. And again, at the end of the day, if you want to work with brands and stuff, the more that you can move your craft forward and become better at it, both as a woodworker and as a content creator, the better off you're going to be working with those brands, right? Yeah, but yeah, he also I, he also says IG woodworker. So that for me is is us. We're on Instagram woodworking, but you also have to ask yourself, which we've talked about countless times, is for for me. I'll always talk about myself. For example, is at what point does the woodworking slowly start to blend with content creation, and which one is resulting for me in feeding my passion more? Yeah. And then which one results in followers? So for example, yeah, I'm using woodworking as my kind of segue to get to becoming a content creator, which yeah. results in more followers. Because you can have the guy that's, you know, cutting dovetails, you know, with a nice zoomed in lens, amazing at his craft and getting better. Maybe the, no one's going to really follow. So it just yeah. depends on what you're interested in, right? Um, I don't know. What do you think of it? People more interested in follows these days than getting better at the craft. I I think that uh, it, it, that's it's an interesting because I don't know that that you know think about when you've been doing this for a long time. I don't I don't know that uh, that's really a change, right? I I feel like um, there's a there's a sometimes can be a confusion on like. Um, somebody who's doing fine working food fine woodworking and building fine furniture um i think could easily come onto this 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 uh space right and be personally offended right so like i understand through the years a lot of uh angry comments because many of us you know come you know compared to their work uh it's our, ours is awful right yeah. and oh, so but for I, sure. I, yeah and i and i think that that's the thing is that you know, I, I and, and I know many of us, um, we're, we're, we've never professed to be, you know, kind of pros, right? Um, I would rather, you know, on my own personal uh, self, I, I continue to kind of hone my skills in almost every area, right? Um, I try to get better um, at, at, at literally building anything. And, and I remember about four or five years back, like I was just doing table after table and I was like, I don't want to be a table builder, right? Some people, and, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Some people like Chris, they, they, they want to get better at, at, at certain skills, right? And they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I think the, the thing about IG and content creation in this social media space is that everyone here is kind of doing different things. Everyone has a different motivation. My my personal motivation isn't yours. Yours isn't mine. So the 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 the, the answer to this question is is very complicated because I guess you have to look at what is this person trying to do. You know, most people are not selling many commissions, right? Many many people would assume that um, you know anybody out on on you know on Instagram is 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 selling all of their commissions. And in, in fact, most people are probably doing it literally just as a hobby. 
Yeah. You know, so I, I think it, that's that's like part of it. But then like you start to see some success in that content creation aspect. And so you're going to give your time to what you're succeeding at. So if you're succeeding at providing new content and trying things different, you know, it, it can be conceived, I think, as offensive to somebody who's, you know, really studying their craft and isolating to those skills. And I and I and I respect all those skills. Right. So, like, I follow Chris and, and I love Chris and I love all of the, the folks that are that are out there doing that. But I think that's you, you have to decide what you want. I guess is yeah. my answer. But that's that's a good point. You you make a good point because everybody has. It's exactly what you said. Everybody has a different end goal, and you know what? It, it even comes down to for me. You know, you get a lot of troll comments these days on posts, right? Or, I'll, you know, I'll use pocket hole screws for an example. A lot of guys yeah. just do not want to see them, regardless of my opinion of them. They have their place. They're not for fine woodworking, but if you want to use pocket holes to build yourself, you know, a, a bench for your shop or or a little side but, table for your shop, like who cares? Then use them. I know. People, but the thing, it's like Rob's point that everybody has personally a different reason <laughs> for, for for being. Why you're personally offended? No, I'm saying. Oh, no, they get oh, personally. Oh, offended yeah. Because yeah, but like used, yeah, you've used. If you're holes. like, I think that for somebody that's just getting into it as a hobby. Or, or, or wanting to start out and wanting to get their feet wet. It's a good way of, you know, of it's not intimidating. It's not like you're having to learn mortise and tenon and, and dovetail joiner. It's a good way to get started. So, like, don't All pick right. on... We're not talking... This isn't the my, fucking for the pocket hole podcast. My opinion is... No, but I'm using that as, a, as an example. <laughs> but my point... Listen, I want to make a dining room table with pocket holes, and that's why I'm yeah, saying just, this. So just when do I do, it, you're not going to make fun of me. <laughs> just don't post that content. Here. Are you kidding me? There's you don't you're not going to say that there's content you've made where you're like, fuck, I'm not showing this to anyone, but it makes my job so much easier. Well, do you remember when <laughs> you, me, and Mark were? I can't even remember what we were making, and we thought it was going to be a great idea, to like. <laughs> Well, like, was was it the mosaic on the road? Put a huge piece of plot. Like we thought it was going to, this is a few years back. We thought it was going to be a great idea that on the, on Mark the back, and right? Vic were yeah, going to yeah, act yeah. as sawhorses. We put this huge piece of plywood on their backs. We almost, we and, almost died. <laughs> and I cut, I cut down the center of it with, with a circular saw. Oh, we're we're like, guys. this is going to be yeah. hilarious. And then we, you know, we did it. And then we looked at it and we thought about it. And we were like, this is, what's the matter? This is the stupidest thing that we, and we, we just, we never posted it, but let's, like everybody let's has stupid here, man, ideas. Because of the time, man. Come on. Well, here, because so. the, the Wi-Fi <laughs> at the hospital, when, when you went to the hospital with a saw blade in the back. To reattach right? Vic's it, arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, we've all, we've all been there. We've all done stupid stuff, but, um, uh, the time together has been awesome, man. Rob, you got any other good questions you want to drop or, cause the case with my questions, the ones I got, I got a good one from Dan from Sandlot Creative Co and Sam from Airlom Woodshop, but we answered them all in the episode itself. Um, so in that case, I want to give them shout out and thank you for asking. Um, one we can quickly answer is from Morgan at morgan.custom.woodcrafts. Not about 
tonight's topic, not about anything really that we chatted about, which is why I love this question. What are other podcasts that you guys listen to that are unrelated to woodworking and IG? If any, I don't know if you guys do. I don't listen to any that are uh, that are unrelated to woodworking. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I, you know what? Uh, you know what kind of podcasts I like? I like historical stuff. Like I, I'll listen to. Right now, I'm listening to one about spies. Like every. Oh, that's week, cool. Yeah. Every week is like about a different spy in history or. I like love that Ancient stuff, yeah. civilizations. I. So um, this week is Surrey. Next week is Alexa. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I listen to um some a lot of true crime podcasts, especially the Canadian true crime. I love those. Um, and then, like Dom said, not many that are unrelated. Obviously, I listen to our boys over at another Woodshop podcast, Shop Sound, but those are all related. Um, other than that, I've been really, really into audiobooks lately on Audible, and that pretty much kills my time. I love listening to the books. They kill my rush hour commute, um, you know, when I go for walks and all that. So I don't really, I'm, I don't know. I probably should get more into podcasts. If they're, if they're as exciting as we are, then podcasts are the way to go. So, <laughs> so Mark's not it, here and I'm going to answer this question with this is I don't listen to a lot of podcasts outside of the kind of the standard, um, you know, basic uh, IG builder podcast list. Um, right. But what I what I listen to a lot of YouTube videos in the shop or like if I'm driving, I'll put um, I'll watch YouTube videos on like basically investing uh, NFTs, cryptocurrency. Mark's not here, so I'll give it a plug. But that's like a huge thing um, <laughs> yeah. for me because I don't want to work. Uh, I don't want to work until I'm 100 years old. Um, right. You know, I'll, I'll leave you with this. So just because I hear Mark this, but I this is something that I'm kind of like this is my life philosophy is that uh, I don't need to be rich, right? And so this goes with content creation. This goes with any job. You can, you can love what you do, um, and you can make money. But here's, here's what's most important in life. Right? I'm going to leave you guys on for the gram with this bit. What's most important in life is, is not money. It's the ability to buy back your own time. I don't, need, I don't care about being rich, but what I do want is I want to own my own time. I want to be my own boss, and I want to be able to retire, quote-unquote, when I want to. And I, I want to never be able to – you know, when my wife says, hey, let's go to breakfast at Denny's, yeah. right, I never want to tell her no. Yeah. Not because yeah. of money, but because I never – I can't say, you know, I have this meeting or I have to go on this visit. I have to take this phone call. I never want to tell my wife. Like, that's where I want to be in life. I want to never tell my wife no to breakfast at Denny's. Fuck, I'll never say no to breakfast at Denny's, man. I think maybe we should we should hang out more. But that is some words of wisdom from the Buffalonian Socrates himself. Thank you so much for for those words of wisdom. I um, like I, think I like it... I like Golden Griddle. Do you remember <laughs> Golden Griddle? <laughs> Do they still have those? I don't think they even exist. There's, there's is there Golden Griddle in the word. U.S.? There's going to be a pause, and then there's going to be a whole second episode here, guys. <laughs> yeah, about pancake houses. <laughs> Mark's never coming back. He's going to be like, I, I'm not yeah. doing this no more. You guys, done. You, you're keeping well, me for up the until record, midnight. For the record, this is probably our longest episode ever, but yeah. I loved every minute of it. Thanks for joining us, Rob. I that was it, awesome. Guys. Yeah. Um, again. Lots of good stuff. 
Yeah, we will do it again. Lots of good stuff chatted about. And to everyone that's actually listened this far, thank you very much for your support in this episode and every other episode. Keep sending us your questions, especially when we put out stories asking for questions. Obviously, it leads leads to some good chats. Um, check out our Patreon page. That's where you know we appreciate every um, ounce of support. And it allows us to keep doing this, hanging out and telling my wife, listen, I'm going to be basically locked in a basement for the next three hours talking to some men online. Um, the <laughs> Patreon support helps with that. So um, other than that, we're going to get some thanks. crazy ads, bro, after this. <laughs> Once again, thanks to our sponsors, DAP Canada. And thank you to everyone for listening. Next, Have a good time, night, next time we're going to do this in person with some chicken wings. At the fall. Absolutely. Fr from Tonawanda. Can you bring chicken wings from Tonawanda? <laughs> from Tonawanda. <laughs> is is Ford Facillo going to be there? <laughs> oh, no, he's dead. I'm sending you a list of local, <laughs> of local towns, and you're going to read them off. That's going to be our new thing. Sounds good. Tonawanda. <laughs> All right, everyone. Ciao. Right. Good night. Later.